He's a really, really, really great God. See him. Don't look at your problem. See Jesus. Thank you, Lord. How to receive a vision from God. Amen. God wants to do something new in your life, a new thing in 2021. Anybody expecting it? Have a confident expectation of good for 2021. Amen? Be expecting. Be in an expectant mode all the time. Amen. God wants to do something in your life this year that you've never seen before. You ready for it? Proverbs 29, 18 says, without or where there, where there is no vision, people perish. That's our foundation scripture. The word for vision is hazon. Everybody say hazon. Amen. And this is not just any kind of vision. This is a vision from God. People perish not because of a lack of resources. Uh, uh, people don't perish for a lack of resources. People don't perish for a lack of money. People don't perish for a lack of opportunity. People don't perish for a lack of skills. People don't perish uh, for a lack of the right connections. People perish where there is no vision. ESV says, where there, I love this, where there is no prophetic vision, people cast off restraint. A prophetic vision is, again, a vision from God. All right, let's jump right into some new stuff today. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Acts chapter 2 and verse 17. This is something that on the day of Pentecost that Peter preached and he's referencing the book of Joel he says and in the last days it shall be God declares everybody say God declares that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh and your sons and daughters shall prophesy and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Now, that doesn't mean if you're old, you can't see a vision, or if you're young, you can't dream. Amen. So when I say visions and dreams, they're the same thing. Okay? So Peter declared this way back almost 2,000 years ago on the day of Pentecost, and if it was true then, talking about the last days. And I can imagine they got really excited when they heard this announcement. When Peter referenced Joel, and he said, in the last days. And they were in the initial stages of the last days. And so if it was true then, how much more is it true now? Amen? Because we're, we're I believe, towards the end of the last days. At least we're closer than they were. Amen? And so we should expect 
Even though we have the Bible, I know we have the Bible. Some people say, well, you better be careful about them dreams and visions. You might get something of the devil, but we can't be afraid and, and fear the negative. Look at the positive. Amen. Because seeing visions, dreaming dreams is for us in the new covenant. And, and we're seeing this as we're reading through the scriptures. You're going to be able to see it more. Because you're on the lookout for it. Amen? And so we're going to show you some, uh, some other references today of people seeing visions. We already saw it from uh, Cornelius. Remember? And, and check this out. He wasn't even saved until Peter came and preached to him. And as he was praying, God heard his prayer. Amen. And that, that lets us know, and I mentioned this last week, that even when people don't know God, when they cry out to him, God will hear them and send them somebody to preach to them so that they can get saved. And that's exactly what happened with uh, Cornelius. All right. And so as Cornelius was praying, and this is why I'm encouraging you, I'm giving you an assignment, Summit Nation. By the way, welcome everybody that's watching us online, Summit Nation online or in person, all friends, guests, partners. Praise God, we're glad you're with us today. And my assignment to everybody under my leadership in Summit Nation to pray the Ephesians chapter 1 prayer over your life daily. Okay? Um, now, we see a pattern in the word where Peter was praying, and uh, actually, well, Peter was praying, and he saw in a vision uh, this sheep coming down with all these animals, and those animals represented people, and God was showing him that Gentiles could be saved, because up to that point, they only, only thought that Jews could be saved, and so... Notice when he got this vision. If you go back and read it, we're not going to turn to it. But in Acts chapter 10, it shows us that Peter received this vision while he was praying. Cornelius saw an angel in a vision as he was praying. The Bible tells us he prayed continuously to God. And so... Peter Cornelius received vision as they were praying. And the same thing I believe will happen to you. Because guess what? You're on the lookout for vision now, right? Thank you, Lord. See, when you get a vision from God, he's he going to show you what to do about your children, about your career, about your business. He's going to show you what to do and how to do it. I'm glad you're excited about that. So, but, but we're going we're gonna to build on that today. All right, y'all ready for it? Visions and dreams are the language of the Holy Spirit. Say that with me. Say visions and dreams are the language of the Holy Spirit. Now, you think I, I forgot to do our opening confession, didn't you? Well, I did. But that's all right, but we're going to. We're going to skip that for today. Praise God. <laughs> Visions and dreams 
are the language of the Holy Spirit. God speaks in pictures. He'll put a picture on the inside of you. He'll, he'll, let, he'll let you see stuff. I mean, let, let's, let's think big. I was talking to my friend Ben Tankard the other day, and somebody saw him. He was all bummed out. I think he was on drugs. He had busted his knee and ended his NBA career. He was drafted by the Portland Trailblazers. Some of you know um, Ben Tankard. He ministered for us before they play his music on watercolors. He gets paid every time they play his music on watercolors. They have his music on the Weather Channel. Amen. But you know how it all started? He walked into a church on drugs, and, and the pastor saw something. Sometimes you get a vision for somebody else. And the pastor saw Ben playing the keyboard. He said, come get up on the keyboard. He never played the keyboard before, never took any lessons. He got up on the keyboard and started playing the same way he plays today. He never developed his gift. God gave him that gift. What do you have on the inside of you? Now, check this out. There's a company. I just talked to Ben yesterday. He told me this story before, but I wanted to get clarity on it. There's a company out of the UK, and they research music that's 25 years old and to see if it's still, they're looking for music that was created over 25 years ago, at least 25 years ago, that is still relevant today. This is not a Christian company, a secular company. And so they came across Ben's music. And what, what they found that was, was his very first album that he put out when he had these four and eight track recordings. He was basically broke, working as a dog catcher. Some of you may have heard the story, but he didn't have expensive equipment. And that's the record that they found. And it astonished them, and they didn't even report one of the things that they discovered about his music, let me see if I, I can find it. I wrote it down. I don't, I don't want to mess this up. You, you're going to love this. But here's what they discovered. But they didn't even make this public because they didn't want people to think they were crazy. All right? They found instrumentations on that very first recording that was impossible to be of human origin. This is the same guy that never learned how to play the keyboard. Later on, the University of Berkeley wanted him to come and teach music to their students. What they wanted him to teach, they couldn't teach because he was, they found something in his music where the, the, the stylings, the, the melodies, the instrumentations they found in his music were invented by Duke Ellington and Thelonious Monk. The melodies, stylings, instrumentations, and interpretations that were invented by Thelonious Monk and Duke Ellington, they found in his music, they wanted him to come to Berkeley and teach it. 
but he couldn't do it because he said he was playing in tongues. He didn't even know that, that it was those guys' interpretations until they told him. And he told them, he can come in there and play. I can't teach it to him because he didn't know what he was doing. See, this is the kind of stuff that's possible for you. I want to open your eyes to what's possible because many times people think that stuff like this will happen for somebody else. And that's because you don't value yourself properly. God, he is no respecter of persons. Glory to God, hallelujah. Say, he'll do it for me. How many of you are filled with the Holy Spirit? See, the moment that you are filled with the Holy Spirit, God will begin to speak to you in visions and dreams. Visions and dreams are the language of the Holy Spirit. We need to learn to daydream with the Holy Spirit. Spend some time and daydream with the Holy Spirit. Let's go to... Now, remember, remember this, in the last days... We're supposed to be seeing visions and dreams, y'all. Habakkuk chapter 2 and verse 3. For still the vision waits, awaits its appointed time. See, don't get nervous. Don't get in a hurry. Your part is just to see that vision. Lay a hold of the vision that God puts on the inside of you. It's going to come to pass. Sometimes it may seem like it's a long time, but it, it awaits its appointed time or its chronos moment. The word for time is uh, uh, chronos. It hastens to the end. It will not lie. Thank you, Jesus. If it seems slow, <laughs> sometimes the vision might seem slow. What are you supposed to do? Wait for it. Wait for it. Amen. Don't be weary in doing good. Doing good is, is praying. Don't be weary praying the Ephesians prayer over yourself. Even though it seems like nothing's happening, it doesn't look like anything happened, there's a, a suddenly moment, and when it happens, it, it, boom, there it is. Glory to God. Hallelujah. If it seems slow, wait for it. It will surely come. Not it might. It surely come. It will surely come. It will not delay. See, the appointed time. You know what the appointed time is? See, when Jesus came on the scene, he said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those that are bruised, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. What's the acceptable year of the Lord? That was the time of God's favor. We're living in it right now. That's the appointed time. You're living in it right now. Jesus is anointed, and so are you. We learned last week, that we have the same spirit that Jesus had on the inside of him. 
to do miracles we have on the inside of us to do greater things than Jesus did. He said, the works that I do, you'll do also, and greater works than these shall you do. Thank you, Lord. So if the vision seems slow, wait for it. I said, wait for it. I said, wait for it, y'all. It will surely come, and it will not delay. Thank you, Lord. What's the, what's the difference between visions and dreams? Well, dreams you get while you're sleeping. Visions you get while you're awake. That's simple. <laughs> All right. Ephesians uh, chapter 1. And um, now we, we showed you. Now I'm, I'm going to break down this prayer so you'll understand what you're praying when you're praying. Remember Cornelius received a vision. I, want, I don't want you to miss the significance of this. Cornelius received a vision while he was praying. So there's a connection between praying and receiving a vision. Peter, as he was praying, saw that vision of those animals coming down in a big sheet. Also, when Paul, who was formerly known as Saul, was on the Damascus Road, actually he was on his way to... Um, to get Christians to apprehend them and send them to jail and have, have some of them killed, some of them in jail. But on his way, he encountered Jesus. All right? And so, and he was blinded by this light. He was blind for three days, not with sickness, but with, with the light that shone on him from heaven. And he, he heard uh, Jesus say to him, I, I'm, I'm Jesus whom you are persecuting. Okay, so he, he got this, um, he got, had this light, he heard a voice, and then Ananias, in a vision, okay, the Lord showed him to go and minister to Paul. And watch this. You know what God told Ananias? He said, Paul, or Saul, is praying. And he saw in a vision you coming in, laying hands on him, that he may receive his sight. And, and, he, and he told Ananias where he was. He's on, uh, on Straight Street. Okay? And so he told Ananias, watch this that he was praying and saw in a vision. See? Now, at this time, on that Damascus road, that's when Saul got converted. He actually got saved before Ananias got there. Ananias laid his hands on him when he got to Saul, and he received the Holy Spirit as well as received his sight. How do I know he was saved? Because when Ananias got, got to the crib, he said, Brother Saul. So on that encounter with Jesus, Saul was saved. Now here's what I want you to see. He was praying and got that vision. 
What vision? Ananias coming in. He got a vision while he was praying. God is no respecter of persons. He's going to show you some stuff this year. Now, see, it, 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 you may seem like, oh, pastor, you know, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Lord. I receive it. Glory to God. But we need to position ourselves and get ready for it and expect it and actually pray. <laughs> huh? This is not going to happen. It didn't, it didn't say that uh, when these fellows was binge watching Netflix, they saw a vision. It's interesting that how, how we can know everything we need to know about celebrities. We, we know what's going on um, with sports. We, we can quote, some of us guys can quote stats. And I like sports, and I, and, and I enjoy that. But I also spend time praying. I put more value on that. See, you got to put more value on that than you do uh, checking up on uh, Prince Harry and, and, and uh, you know, the Duchess and, and all these people. Huh? Because at the end of the day, what does that have to do with me? You know, Markle and all those, all, all those books. What, what, you know, it's, it's cool. But at the end of the day, what does that have to do with me? See, the most important thing to you should be, what is God doing in your life? Huh? Vision is so important. Without a vision, people perish. You know, vision, a lack of it, is also the cause of, of poor relationships. Not all the time, but many times, it's a lack of vision. Because your attitude toward a person, like if I, if I see my, my attitude bad toward somebody, how am I seeing them? How I see them is going to affect my attitude toward them. Because if, if see, if, if I see them in God's image instead of in my image. <laughs> See, sometimes we got an image of somebody else. But if we look at them in God's image of them, they are the righteousness of God in Christ. They are loved, they're valued, they're accepted. Not just you. Oh, yes, I'm valued. I'm so are they. There's not just no condemnation for you. There's no condemnation for them. Not only did God forgive all your sins, past, present, and future, he forgave all theirs. That's how we ought to see people. Amen? So, where are we? Okay, Ephesians chapter 1. Yes, I do not cease to give thanks for you. See, there's some kind of prayers like the prayer of faith, Mark eleven twenty four. Prayer of faith, prayer of agreement, where you pray one time, and then you just thank God for the answer, right? The reason why you pray one time in the prayer of faith, because when you pray, believe you receive. If I believe I receive it, I believe God gave it to me in the moment I prayed. I don't need to ask him for it again. I'm just thanking for it. Okay. But there's different kinds of prayers. In this kind of prayer, you can pray this over and over and over again. 
like Paul said, I don't cease to give thanks for you. Remembering you in my prayers. Prayers, plural, right? So he prayed more than once over them. See, I'm praying this over y'all. But you pray it over yourself. We need to pray this. I want to challenge you not just to pray it for yourself. Pray it for me. Pray it for your fellow summit members. Pray it for your family. Pray it for your children. And expect the results. I don't cease to give thanks for you remembering you in my prayers that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge. Watch this, the knowledge of him. The greatest knowledge that you can have is knowledge of him. Now, the Spirit of God manifests in different ways. The Holy Spirit is multifaceted. Now, I'm going to skip. We're going to come back to this prayer, but I want to skip over to um, Revelation chapter 1 and verse 4. John, to the seven churches that are in Asia, grace to you and peace from him who is and who was and who is to come. And from, watch this, the seven spirits who are before his throne. Everybody say seven spirits. Seven. See, the Holy Spirit is one, but the Holy Spirit manifests in different ways. Here it says the seven spirits. And um, so this is talking about the Holy Spirit manifesting himself in seven ways. We can see that in Isaiah chapter 11, verse 1 and 2. And we're, you're going to see today that the Holy Spirit comes on us not just to make us shout and dance and run and fall under, under the power. The Holy Spirit wants to come on you to give you intelligence. He is the master CIA. He's the Central Intelligence Agency, oh, the greatest of all time, and he never makes a mistake. Isaiah says, there shall come forth a shoot from the stump of Jesse, and a branch from his roots shall bear fruit, verse 2, and the Spirit of the Lord, watch this, this, this is the Holy Spirit manifesting himself seven ways, the Spirit of the Lord, number one shall rest upon him. The spirit of wisdom, number two. And understanding, number three. The spirit of counsel, number four. And might, five. The spirit of knowledge, six, seven, and the fear of the Lord. So the spirit of the Lord, the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of understanding, the spirit of counsel, the spirit of might, the spirit of knowledge, and the fear of the Lord. So the Holy Spirit manifests himself different ways. Got it? Let's go back to this prayer. 
verse 17, may give you, now this is what you're praying over yourself, that God would give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. The greatest knowledge that you can have is knowledge of him. Not knowledge about him. Knowledge of, of him. See, you can see a lot of people who quote scriptures, they quote the Bible, they know a lot about the Bible. This sounds strange, but you can know a lot about the Bible but not know him. And you can tell when people know him. This is talking about a relationship. Thank you, Jesus. So this happens when you pray. You begin to see Jesus in his beauty, in his majesty, in his strength, in his power. You see his faithfulness. You see that he's a faithful God. You see his steadfast, his said. Love for you. Ooh, glory to God, man. I feel that today. Ooh, man. See? And we can know him more. The Bible tells us to grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And um, I, have a, I have a screensaver on my Apple TV, and one of the screensavers, and it triggers something in me every time I see it, are these waves of ocean coming in. See, John 1.16 says, and of his fullness we have all received and grace upon grace. The word upon, grace upon grace, upon means in place of. That means there's more grace. Ooh. Grace of, on, uh, on top of grace, on top of grace. It just keeps coming like waves of the ocean. So when I see that screensaver and I see those waves coming in, that's a picture. I start seeing favor upon favor coming upon me and my family. I see it right now. Can you see it? See, God shows you pictures. And grab a hold of those pictures that God shows you. Hallelujah. Favor. See, grace upon grace. What's grace? God's unmerited favor. See, favor upon favor upon favor coming to you. The Bible tells us to grow in grace and in the knowledge of Jesus. The knowledge of him. And see, praying this prayer is going to cause you to know him better. It's very quiet, but I hope you all getting a hold of this. Praying that God would give you a spirit of wisdom. See, and, and wisdom is showing you, is not knowledge. Wisdom is applied knowledge, how to apply what God shows you to your life. God will give you that. He'll give you wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Now, here's how it operates. Here's how he does this. Having the eyes, he, he does it. 
giving you a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, having the eyes of your heart enlightened. The word translated enlightened is photizo, where we get our English word photo, which means to bring light. And, and this has to do with your imagination. See, many of, us, many of us lost our imagination somewhere down the road. We had it as a child, and we used to imagine things and dream. But somewhere down the, down the road, as we got older, many of us lost our imagination. We started getting smart, and we start using logic reason and our, our, our lives begin to be governed by reason, logic, what makes sense. But God wants us to be guided by vision, what God puts on our heart. Amen? And you don't, you, again, you don't have to be afraid of a false vision. God will never give you anything that doesn't line up with the word of God. All right. So I'm going to give you three areas that you're, you're praying about or three areas that it shows us in this particular passage. And this happens. You're going to get a, a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him it happens by your, the eyes of your heart. See, your heart has eyes. So you can see things. I mentioned in the first lesson, we walk by sight. If that sounds strange, because I've been teaching you for years, we walk by faith, not by sight. But that sight, <coughs> we walk by faith, not by sight. That's by the circumstances. That's by the, the senses. We don't walk by the senses. But we do walk by sight, by what we see on the inside for our lives. What the prophetic vision that God shows us on the inside as we daydream with the Holy Spirit in our time of prayer and meditation, God will show us things. Amen the eyes of your heart enlightened that you may know what is the hope to which he has called you. What you were born to do. He'll show you if you don't know what, you, what you've been put on this earth to do, that's the hope to which he has called you. You have a calling. Okay? There's more than just uh, the calling of a, an apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher. What has he called you to do in your life? It could be a, a, a doctor. It could be any, anything. It could be a plumber. It could, it could be an electrician. It could, whatever he has called you to do. See, he, he will if you don't know, he'll reveal to you what you were put on this earth to do. Every one of us was born with a purpose in mind. 
Your days were fashioned for you, according to Psalm, before you even had days. You weren't born and then God said, hmm, let me see what I want him to do. No, you were created with a purpose in mind. Before, whew, God said, before I formed you in the womb, he told Jeremiah, I knew you. You're praying that you would know what's the hope of his calling for your life. The hope to which he has called you. And what are the riches of his glorious inheritance? What? Am I out of time or did the clock ever start? You know, and I forgot to start mine up here. I got a little backup. And uh, so I'll just start it right now. Because according to that, I'm out, that's usually the signal that I'm out of time. Did, did that clock ever ever start? No? It did? I'm out of time? I'm overtime now. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm operating in overtime. Praise God. Y'all want some more? How, how could I be out of time? I don't even believe them. They didn't start that clock up there. <laughs> Amen. They just, they, they, they're hungry up there. Okay, so you're praying that you would know what are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints. God has a glorious inheritance for you. He's got exceeding great and precious promises. He'll reveal that to you as, as you're praying, what, what, what your great inheritance is. Amen? What's the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? And what is the immeasurable greatness of his power? This makes me think of Romans 8, 11, The spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you. If, if, if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead shall give life to your mortal body by his spirit who dwells in you. And what is the immeasurable greatness of his power toward us who believe according to the working of his great might which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places. Now, think about this. God, let me see if I can remember all these words for power. In verse 19 and 20, you see the word power, the exceeding greatness of his power, power number one, toward us who believe according to the working, that word working is number two, of his great might, Number three, that he worked, number four, in Christ. Those are four Greek words for power. One of them is exousia, which is authority. One of them is dunamis, 
which, which is dynamite power. One of them is uh, Eskush, which is ruling power. And the other one is, um, uh, let's see, Exousia, uh, Energeia, yeah, energy. So God used all of his power in raising Jesus from the dead. And that same power is in you right now. Now You may not see it now, but you keep praying that prayer. God going to show you what kind of power you got. And you're going to walk in with a new strut when you go into work, when you go into the office. You're going to walk in. I mean, people are going to mistake it for arrogance, but no, you're going to know who you are. See, this is all your inheritance. As a child of God, your righteousness is of him. You are the righteousness of God in Christ. You're accepted. You're highly favored. You are uh, uh, approved. See, this prayer that you're praying over yourself is a a spirit-inspired prayer. Man, I want to finish this today. Let's go a little bit further. Um, Okay, so the three areas that you're praying for that you would know was was the hope of his call. Back up verse. That the eyes of your understanding would be enlightened that you would know, one, what is the hope of his call. Number two, what's the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints. And number three, that you would know what is the exceeding greatness of his power. See, let me go back to that, that you may know what is the hope of his calling. You've got a high calling. See, so so if if you are a school teacher, you become a teacher with a purpose. What difference would that make if, if you look at yourself as a teacher teaching those students with a calling from God. You're going to touch those kids in ways that, that other teachers won't be able to do that don't know the Lord because God's going to give you some things for those kids that you teach, and you're going to excel. You, you'll rise to the highest level of whatever you do when you pray this prayer and, and receive the purpose that you were put here for. And you are anointed for your purpose. The anointing is built in to your purpose. Your provision is built into your vision. (laughs) Thank you, Lord Jesus. Where there is vision, there's provision. Listen, Another way to say it, the, vis- the, the provision is in your vision. If you can receive that. When you get a vision from God, as you begin to pray this prayer and get a vision from God, your, your provision is in that vision. Ooh, you'll get that sometime this afternoon. Okay, let's, let's go a little over time. I, I, got, I got some some time left, at least on my clock. 
because I just started mine. I don't know what they're doing back there. When, when Moses built the tabernacle, for some reason or another, my clicker's not working. Let's go to Exodus chapter 25, verse 40, when, when God gave Moses instructions about building the tabernacle. He said, and see that you make them after the pattern. After the pattern. After the pattern for them. Which is being shown, shown, see, 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 see. Shown you on the mountain. God showed him a pattern for the tabernacle. But how, how many of you know, you may not know, but that tabernacle, that was a big job. There's all kind of utensils, furniture for the tabernacle, clothing for the priest. And God just doesn't half do something. He does it with excellence. He had very specific guidelines and instructions for that tabernacle. And he wasn't playing. <laughs> God didn't say, well, just do whatever you think, Moses. No, according to the pattern. And you, you know, that pattern is all about Jesus. That was our teacher to lead us to Christ. Woo, glory to God. See, the whole tabernacle was to show us Jesus. But anyway, let's, let's get to this. He said, see that you make them after the pattern for them, which is being shown you on the mountain. And he, see, when God gives you a vision, If you need help to carry it out, he's going to send people to you to help you. I couldn't do this, what I'm doing in ministry, what I'm doing right now, without help. Without people getting a hold of their part in this vision of Summit Church. And there's more to come. And we need more people, and people are going to step up to the plate to do some things that we're not doing right now. Help us to do things on another level. This happened with, with Moses. He needed help. That was a big job. Let's look at ex Exodus chapter 31. Then, or excuse me, the Lord said to Moses, See, I have called by name Bezalel, the son of Uri, son of Hur of the tribe of Judah. And I have what? What? He filled Bezalel with the Spirit of God so he could shout and fall under the power. No, he filled him with the Spirit of God, with ability and intelligence, with knowledge and all craftsmanship. See, God will put on the inside of you what you need to do what he's called you to do. To, to devise artistic designs. To work in gold, silver, and bronze. In cutting stones for setting. And in carving wood to work in every craft. Ooh, man, do you see that? Now, what's the assignment that I gave you? A couple more scriptures I want, I want to show you. 
Habakkuk 2. Y'all forgot the assignment already? What's the assignment? Ephesians. Pray Ephesians. The Ephesians chapter 1 prayer. Now, I'm going to give you another assignment. I will take my stand at my watch post and station myself on the tower and look out to see what he will say to me and and, and what I will answer concerning my complaint. Now, see that word complaint. Okay. Now, we'll come back to that. And the Lord answered me. Write the vision. Now, wait a minute. Write the vision. Write the vision. Okay. First of all, notice he says, I will take my stand at my watch post. Spend some quality time in prayer. Okay, he got a vision while he was at his watch post. Spend some quiet time with God, some set aside time for God to give you vision. Okay, he said, I will take my stand and station myself on the tower and look out to see what he will say to me. Say, I'm going to see what he will say to me. I will see. Take your position in your private devotional life, your prayer time, and see what he will say to you. He was answering a complaint. Now watch this. He said, write the vision, make it plain, so he may run who reads it. My second assignment to you is get you some sort of a notebook. A journal. They sell them in these bookstores. There are all kind of journals with all kind of different covers on them. Um, Or you can just use your tablet. All right? It's interesting. It says tablets. Tablets are making a comeback (laughs) after all these years. Amen. I got two tablets right up here. Now, if you want, you can use your tablets. I I use both. I've got a a little... uh, pencil where I can write stuff on my tablet, but I also have notebooks all over the house. I've got notebooks that I can write things down. There's something about a pad and a pen. And I love all the tech and stuff, but but there's something about a pad and a pen and just writing things down. And I encourage you to get a notebook or someplace, either digital or preferably a paper notebook that's dedicated just to writing down what God shows you. And that's important because sometimes you can forget things that God shared with you four or five years ago. But if you write it down, you can go back and say, oh, God showed me that and it's coming to pass now. There's some things that I forgot that it was just... I just forgot about it. Quite frankly, things that God wanted to do in our in our vision, but I'm I'm starting to pick that back up again. I picked it back up, and I'm excited about it. See, even though it tarried, I'm waiting for it. See, God 
still wants to do what he told me to do. So I, I know what it means to just let it slip. But writing it down and referring to it from time to time will, will help you to, oh, yeah, yeah, I, I, I remember what God showed me. It help you to, to recall. Amen? Amen? Last scripture, Habakkuk chapter 1, beginning verse 1, the oracle that Habakkuk the prophet saw. This is the complaint <laughs> that God answered by giving him a vision. How long, O oh Lord, how long shall I cry for help, and will you not hear or cry to you violence? And you will not say, why do you make me see iniquity? Why and why do you idly look at wrong? Destruction and violence are before me. Folks are arguing about politics. Uh, we got COVID. Oh, that's not in there. But sounds like the times we're living in today. And contention arise. So the law is paralyzed and justice never goes forth. Sounds like what we're living under today for the right, the, for the wicked surround the righteous, so justice goes forth perverted. But what was God's answer? Giving him a vision. God answered him. Thank you, Lord. Genesis 13, 15, we looked at this before. I'm going to close with this last one. For all the land that you see, God took him outside, took Abram outside and showed him. He said, look, look at Look northward, westward, eastward, southward. All the land that you see, I will give you. What do you see? The provision is in your vision. Get a vision from God. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word.